0: Amen. God's got something special for us. Amen. And I tell you, the devil would love to do anything in the world to hinder you. How many knows a hindrance is not the end of the story? A hindrance is only a delay. Yeah, come on. Sometimes you get hindrances. Sometimes the devil hinders uh, you from going forward and you from uh, receiving what God wants. Or maybe God's spoken something to your heart for the, for your for the will of God in your life, and and the devil tries to hinder that. Have you ever faced hindrances? Oh, yeah. And you know, a lot of times when people face hindrances, we we just kind of back up and say, "Okay, maybe this wasn't God's will." Instead of just plunging forward and say, "Devil, you're a liar," because we know the voice of God. Yeah. His sheep know His voice, and when God speaks to us about something that He wants to do in our life. Uh, I'm not going to let no devil in hell tell me it's not true. Amen? Praise God. So hindrances are not, uh, they're not permanent in your life anyway. They're only hindrances. Temporary delays. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me over to First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. I want to just uh, exhort you on some things tonight. Is that okay? I exhort, preach, teach. <laughs> so, anyway, but I, I think it'll be a blessing to you. But, you know... When we have God puts something in your heart. God puts something in your life. God puts a gifting there. God puts something there that God wants you to do. Cindy, your gifting is rising to the it's surfacing. Yeah. Amen. God God's give her a special gift. Yes. It's a special gift of encouragement and writing. And I I'm I'm telling you, some of the illustrations she comes up with are unique. They're unique. And I'm going to take them and make a good message out of them. You know, (laughs) that's supposed to be funny. But anyway, (laughs) but it it is. But that's a gifting, Cindy. God's put it in you. And the devil would love to hinder that from happening, you know, because you've got some great things that you come out with. And I, I always look forward to it on Fridays on our singing nights because, you know, you haven't been here in a few of them because you've been you've had some things with Pete and things there at uh, at the house, but now things are going to get better, Amen. and and uh, and Pete's liable to get up and dance here in a minute. I don't know, <laughs> praise God, <laughs> hallelujah! But look at First Thessalonians five verse sixteen through eighteen. Paul's writing here to the church at Thessalonica, and there's three things here. I want to just deal with. He said, rejoice always. It didn't say rejoice when you feel good. It didn't say rejoice when things finally work out. Or when the answer is manifested. But he said, rejoice always. Always. Praise God. Did you know it's, it's a proven medical fact that people that laugh and are joyful or healthier. Amen. That's, that's a proven fact. They, if, they, they've actually done tests in hospitals and stuff when people are in hospitals. And if they can get them laughing. One, one place, in one of the tests I read about, they put these funny, I don't know if you remember all these. They, they were goofy, goofy, goofy things. Laurel and Hardy. You, yeah. you, you know, and the Three Stooges. Uh, I mean, you know, they they were just dumb, but I mean, it was but it was funny. It was fun, but they would put those on for people, and their their vital signs would increase to better signs because joy does something to your system. Joy is good for you. Uh, somebody said, "Well, I am happy." My daddy always told everybody, he "said Well, if you're happy, tell your face about it." You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but listen, and you know it takes less muscles to smile than yeah, that, than it does to frown. Amen. No wonder some of us are so tired all the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. But look, he said rejoice always. The second thing he said to do, pray without ceasing. Amen. Now pray without ceasing. That's interesting. We're going to get into it in just a minute. But pray without ceasing. Does that mean you've got to go around... Muttering words all the time? No. 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 You know, I believe there's times that we do speak words when we're in prayer and praying to the Lord and praying to God. But praying without ceasing is having that prayerful attitude in your spirit constantly, all the time. And you're in a prayerful attitude and a prayerful mood. And when you're in that kind of mood, guess what? God can speak to you more clearly. God can direct your steps more clearly, and God can begin to do some things that you're needing Him to do in your life. When we stay in that praying without ceasing attitude, Amen. Like I said, it's not you going around praying twenty four seven as far as out loud in words, but you can have that prayerful attitude as you go to bed. And your spirit man, your sp- listen, your spirit man don't go to sleep; he's still awake. And so while you're praying, while you're sleeping, that prayer attitude's in your spirit, it's continuing to pray. And that's why many times, how many's ever been awoke, uh, uh, awakened out of your sleep, yeah. you know, and, and, got, and you're praying in tongues or you're praying in the spirit? You know, or you're just praying and you, you just wake up out of that, that, that stupor, that sleep that you're in. And it's, that's because you're spirit man, you're praying without ceasing. And then you can get into a real mode of prayer if you're, if you're awakened like that. Because God said, get up and do some intercession, you know. <laughs> do some interceding. But pray without ceasing. Then the third thing Paul said in this, he said in all this right together, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, a lot of people have taken that scripture and they've taken that last part and they have said everything that happens in their life is the will of God. That's not true. Not everything that happens in your life is the will of God. God's will is for us to have abundant life. And abundant life is not just, I'm not talking about just physical prosperity. And yes, he does want to bless us physically or materially. God wants you to have more than enough. How many, how many glad you got more than enough sometimes? Yeah. I'm happy to have more than enough. I'm happy to be able to, say, uh, see somebody in need and, and bless them because I've got more than enough. Or, or take somebody to eat or somebody come in, surprise you, and you take them out to eat, and you've got more than enough, you can pay for it. How many glad that? I, I'm excited about it. But you see, the will of God is that we be blessed. But the will of God is this. What is the will of God? For you to rejoice. Always. Pray without ceasing. All, you know, that's it. And everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've got to emphasize that one more time. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Is Rejoicing. Praying and in everything give thanks. That's the will of God. Praise the Lord. Somebody, sometimes people go around and say, I wish I knew what the will of God was. Just start rejoicing. Amen. Start praying and just give thanks. And you know what will happen? The will of God will just eventually, it'll just open up to you and the steps, you'll, you'll realize the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. How many's ever went somewhere and you didn't know why you ended up in that particular place? It's because God was ordering your steps to be there at that particular time. Amen. And if we're, if we're, if we're in tune to the Spirit, then we can, we can get in this position because you see the devil wants to stick up his ugly head all the time. I mean, those devil's got an ugly head. Right in the middle of you fulfilling the call or the vision or the thing that God's put in your heart to do, he, he wants to stick up his head and try to stop it. He's done it from the very beginning of time. With Adam and Eve, all the way down, he stuck up his head. With Cain and Abel, he stuck up his head. All through all through the ages, the enemy's always stuck up his head because he wants to stop the plan of God because that's his job. And he's got one agenda, and that's to stop God's will from being fulfilled in your life. That's the agenda of the devil. God's agenda is blessings. God's agenda is us being able to go ahead and rejoice and have the blessings of God abounding in our life. That's what God wants to happen in our life. Can you say amen? Now. The devil knows that you're a threat to him. (laughs) We're more concerned about the devil being a threat to us. But we need to reverse it and become a threat to the enemy. Because the devil knows you're a threat to him and his works and he despises you as much as he does Jesus. Because we're a replica of Christ. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. And when he sees us, he sees Jesus. He sees the Lord. And so we're a duplicate of Christ and we've got the same ability, the same ability that God gave and he's signed for you to do. He's given you the ability to do it. God's given you the ability of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to do what God's called us to do. Every one of us. Every one of us. Amen, Brother Brady, God's not done with you yet. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Somebody said, well, uh, you know, when God's through, He'll tell you when He's through. But God's not done with any of us yet. Don't rush anybody. (laughs) I've seen some people, they hadn't seen somebody in a long time, they said, well, by our Lord, you still here with us? (laughs) I mean, of course, they're just doing it as a humorous thing, but yet it's, you know, I I don't try to say that to nobody no more. Amen. Because I'm glad to see that people are still with us. Amen. Amen. I go out of town and we run into people that we know and and they're still with us. I said, hallelujah. Then I hear uh, of someone passing and it, it... it kind of saddens your heart, you know, because the last time you saw them, they were healthy and doing good. But you know what? They're still healthy and doing good because they're in the presence of the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But still, we miss people. Yeah. Amen. We just miss them. And, but it's very important that we don't get perplexed at the first sign of adversity when the devil comes. It's easy, it's easy to get all out of sorts when the devil starts poking his head up. Amen? The greatest part of our happiness or misery depends on our dispositions and not on our circumstances. See, a lot of times we, we focus on the circumstance, we focus on the problem, and that's, we think that's where our misery and our happiness is coming from, depending on the circumstances or whatever we're going through. And we think that that's what's causing us to be happy or sad but it's really not it's really our depends on our disposition our disposition our heart going back up there rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks our disposition see if we've got that kind of disposition we're going to be in a position to where we're going to receive what god has for us if we can get ourselves in a good disposition amen so what is an attitude you know your attitudes important Someone said one time and said it very ably. I don't know who, who was the first one that said it, so I just quoted it. <laughs> but attitude determines your altitude. Your attitude determines your altitude. The way you react and the way you feel about things, it determines how far up you are in the presence of the Lord. So I want to have a good altitude with God. And in order to do that, i got to have a good attitude with the Lord. And keep a right attitude. Can you say, "Amen"? Amen. Now, we gotta we gotta keep this attitude that Paul had in Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I gave that illustration this morning that Marilyn Hickey gave that time at that conference I was at and where she spoke, and she used her hand like this, and she said, "This is our problems. You know these these are these are the you got you got." You know, bigger problems. You got accusing problems. You you got larger problems. You got uh, you, you know you got the little problems back over here. But but how many knows you got all kinds of problems, all sizes of problems. Problems don't there. Problems is no respecter of persons. But one time, see the thing is we we focus on the problem that's over here, and then all of a sudden. She raised up her other hand and she said, but you see, when I've got this one and you put it up, it's equal to. And in other words, the devil don't have no more power over you. You've got the power over him because you've got the advantage through Jesus Christ. Because that's what Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know I've told this before and I'm not going to go into great detail on it, but our daughter... Uh, when she was starting kindergarten, they gave her some tests in school, and it wasn't very good. And and uh, I was in California preaching a revival and still had another week to go. And, and uh, my wife was crying and said they said she's retarded and she's not able to retain and be able to, to do what she's supposed to do in school. And, and I said, well, I'll be home, and I'll go down there and visit with them. And I went down to the school, and I visited with the principal and the counselor that did the test and boy, that counselor had a bad attitude. She didn't like me at all. And i never met her before in my life, but she didn't like me at all. And she said, "Well, sir," she said, "your daughter is just not ready for school, and uh, uh, we're going to have to hold her back uh, in kindergarten, maybe two years or maybe more." And I looked at her and I looked at the principal. I knew him personally. I said, you know, it's, the problem is not with the children. Yeah. And I stood up and I pointed to her and called her by name. And I said, the problem is with you. Your stinking attitude yeah. towards these kids. And you, you're, you're, you're just kind of hovering over them, pushing them down rather than pulling them up. And I said, they're afraid of you. And I told the principal, I said, she don't belong here. And I said, as far as me, I said, the next board, the school meeting or whatever, I said, I'm going to I'm going to suggest that you get someone else in her position or else she needs to learn how to respect children and be able to. Listen, I know some children can be a little tyrant sometimes, you know. But, but listen, they, you, it's up to us to encourage them. And you know what? she was gone the next week. But her report card came and she was below grade level, you know, the first report card she got. And uh, she' was supposed to be in, she was in the first grade at that time. they was, they was going just kind of keeping her back a little bit, you know and, uh, but that's okay, because you know what? We're not going to let circumstances keep us in a situation. And we got about 15 scriptures that she had to quote every, I didn't, my wife did, uh, 15 scriptures that she had to quote every morning. And I used to, uh, they'd be. she'd be brushing her hair, getting her ready, you know, and, and she'd say, Now will say your scriptures. The first time she'd say them, the next day she didn't want to say them. One day she didn't want to say them, and she'd cry. My wife had a little flash water, she got it and patted her little legs, you know, said, now will say the scriptures. And the main scripture was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Well, the next report card came, and she was at grade level. C's, B's, but she was grade level. The next time I went, is even better than that. They called a conference with me. They said, we just got to ask you a question. You know, what, what have you been doing to her? Because she's not supposed to be this smart. I said, well, she is smart. I said, we just had to kind of bring it to the surface. And I said, they they said, well, yeah, but, you know, what's these words that she says? When she gets in a problem that she don't understand, she starts saying, I can do something. I said, oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's it. I said, That's Philippians 4.13 in the Bible. And they said, well, she says it and she excels. Well, the next month they called another, uh, or or the next report card session they called another conference. And I I went in there and they said, you know those words that she says? I said, "Uh uh-huh. She said, well, she gets up and and somebody else, one of the other kids is crying and can't do their work and can't do the problems. and, And she gets over there and she says, now, say after me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And those little kids would say it. And that, that teacher said, they say it and they excel, Mr. Dalrymple. I said, well, God's no respecter of persons. If a person will rely on God and trust God and do what the Word says like we're saying here tonight, you can do all things through Christ. I said, we can do all things through Christ. We would learn something from the children sometimes. Sometimes we're too prideful to say I can do all things through Christ. You don't want to say it too loud, somebody might hear you. But I tell you what, little kids don't care. They just say it. But I, what I'm saying is, that we're equal to it. Can you say amen? Hmm. we got to have that positive attitude. I went to a conference one time and a speaker made this statement. He said, life is 10% of what happens to us and 90% of how we respond to it. Life is about 10% of what actually happens to us. And 90% of how you respond. Your reaction. Your reaction. How are, we going to, how are we reacting? Well, I want to go back. I want to rejoice. I want to pray without ceasing. And I want to give thanks in Everything. I want to have a thankful attitude, a thankful heart, because I want to stay healthy in my spirit, my mind, my body. And I can do that with a right attitude in my heart and keep that I can do attitude. I can do all things through Christ. Can you say amen? See, circumstances are not the final authority concerning your victory. Circumstances are exactly that. Circumstances. That's not the final. That's not the Final say so. That's not the final authority on it all. Your circumstances may be slim and, and dim and dark and and, and and everything else against you, but those circumstances are only temporary. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Only temporary. Yeah. There'll always be circumstances. You're always gonna have circumstances. You know what circumstances do? It makes you work and act on the Word and do what the Word says to do and get the results of what the Word says. Amen. We're either going to do two things. We're either going to react to the problem. How many knows what a reaction is? Yeah. That's when, you know, if you're walking down the hallway here, Brother Hass is behind that door and I didn't know it. And I, and I walk out there and he jumps out at me and says, boo! My reaction would be, boo! <laughs> reaction. That's what reaction is. But we, we have a right to either react or we can act in faith. How many of you know faith is action? Yeah. When you get in that car, you may think it's just a routine thing, but you're driving that car in faith. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And you get out under these highways nowadays, I'll tell you what, in two years that I've been here, I've seen this, these highways get even worse and worse and worse. And it looks like it's going to get, it's going. I, t- I told Pat, I said, it's looking like Houston did years ago. And it's, I mean, Houston is bad everywhere you go now. I mean, Chalk knows driving down through Houston. I mean, it's, it's bad. I don't care what time of day. I come through there one morning coming from out of town somewhere at two or three in the morning and the freeways were packed. I said, Lord, where are all these people going? Don't they go home? Hello. I mean, it, 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 it's really ridiculous. <laughs> but we, 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 we react or we act. Peter had an opportunity in the boat to react or act. Yeah. Now, what were they doing? They were reacting in fear because of the storm. Yeah. Then Peter said, Lord, if that be you, bid me to come walk yeah. on the water just like you're doing. And Jesus said, "Come." So then, he acted on the word. What did he step out on the water with? He stepped out on the word. He stepped out on the word of Christ. Said, "Come, come on, you're going to walk just like I'm walking on top of these waves. It's boisterous and and blowing, and the wind's blowing." And so Peter got out there. When he got out there, the Bible said he saw the he saw. Everybody say saw. You know, these these eyes will deceive you every time. He saw the wind boisterous. He saw it. And what he saw affected his heart. When I say the heart, the spirit of man. On the inside of him. And it affected him to the point to where he feared and began to sink. His reaction was fear... His first reaction was to get out and walk and step out on the water like Jesus was. But then his second reaction was out of fear. And the Bible said he began to sink. And the first time before he got out on the water, remember what what he said? He said, Lord, if that's you, if, he may have used that little word if. If that's you, bid me to walk on the water just like you're walking. Jesus said, come on. And he did. He was walking on top of the water just like Jesus. Then he saw the wind boisterous and began to sink. But remember what he asked Lord, if that is you, bid me to come walk on the water. But when he began to sink, he didn't say, Lord, if that's really you, please save me. No, he said, Lord, save me. See, the revelation of who Jesus was in the middle of the storm was real. Before, he said, if that's really you. If. If that's you. Some people say, well... If Brother Clarence preaches a 15-minute message, I know it's God. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my... It's, it, I, I, I'm, just, I'm not a slow speaker. Y'all just slow listeners sometimes, you know. <laughs> but he said, he, he, he didn't say, Lord, if it is. He said, Lord, save me. See, we have a a chance to react, or we can decide to act upon the Word. And when you decide to act upon the Word, sometimes you don't have those goosebumps. Sometimes you don't have any evidence, physically, that it's really God. All you know is inside you. And you begin to act on the Word. And when you act on the Word, God shows up on the scene. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. So God's not going to let us leave us in the lurch. Can you say amen? amen. Hmm. Fear is not an option. I said fear is not an option. Fear should not be. Faith ought to be in our vocabulary more than fear. Amen. I can't. I cannot, should not be there. I can do all things, should be in our vocabulary. Fear is not an option. Look at Exodus fourteen thirteen. This is the Lord speaking to the children of Israel and to Moses. Remember they had come up against the Red Sea, the Egyptian army behind them. In all in all reality there was no hope for them whatsoever. But thank God. <laughs> the Lord said, Fear not. How many notice that when you get your Bible out, you ought to see the fear nots in there when God's talking. Yes. He, he says fear not many, many multitudes of times. Yes. Fear not. And look what he said. Fear not. Stand still. But Lord, I've got to be doing something. I can't just stand here. You know, I've got to be moving. I, you know, I, I, gotta, I, I, can't just, I can't just stand still. i got a problem. i got to do something about it. Well, just stand still, because what you do may mess up things really big. Amen? Oh, glory to God. But listen, stand still and see. Fear not. Stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord, which He will work for you today. The enemy you see today, you shall never see again. Never again. Fear is not our option, but faith and resting in God promises is the answer. Resting in what God has said, what God has spoken, what God's already declared in His Word. Listen, this Word, we we need to look at it in the past tense. In the Old Testament, they look forward to the future. But in the New Testament, we look back at the cross. In the Old Testament, they looked forward to the cross. Remember, the cross is the focal point because the cross is the devil's defeat. The cross was the defeat of Satan and all of his power and all of the stuff that he had working against God's people. But you see, the cross was looked forward to in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, where we are today, we're the New Testament church today. We look back at the cross because there's where the victory was won. It's not going to be won. It was won. Jesus defeated the devil yeah. praise God and victory's ours in the name of the Lord. Praise God fear is not an option. every problem has a limited lifespan. Sometimes we act like it's forever. It may be for 24 hours. Amen sometimes God will give you the solution just like that. Yeah. Sometimes it may take a few days for us to get still enough for God to speak to us. But you see, the thing is, every problem is a limited lifespan. No problem is permanent. Don't, don't, uh, we need to quit looking at it like it's permanent. Uh-huh. Amen? I mean, he's got some loved ones that need to be saved. Amen. I mean, the devil says, Man, you've been praying a long time for this one. Go ahead. I'm just going to go over here and just twiddle my thumbs while you go ahead and just beat your head. <laughs> Because we're not resting in the Lord. Listen, we've got to get a hold of the Scriptures. Yeah. God's promised us our household. God will save our children. Amen. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I'm not saying to go out there and get uh, your loved ones and shake them and say, <laughs> Devil, oh, come out of them! Because the devil may come out and whoop you, you know. <laughs> but we do have authority over the devil. But what we've got to do is recognize that the victory's ours, because we look back at the cross. He was defeated. Jesus is Lord. The blood is more powerful than anything the devil has. And I'm going to tell you something. Thank God for it. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. It's ours. Praise the Lord. Every problem, every mountain has a peak too. <laughs> every mountain you're climbing, it has a peak. One day you're going to reach the top. Every mountain has a peak. Every valley has its low point. You, you can't get no lower. you got the low point of the valley. you got the peak of the mountaintop. And you know what? We're going to reach the peak. Amen. We're going to get there. Because it's it, life has its ups and downs. How many has ever had some ups and downs in your life? You know, up one day, down the next, up. You get on get on top, and then all of a sudden, boom, you hit the bottom again. You know, we, we've all been through those situations where that happens. But it, listen, the more the more you get to know Christ by His Word, the more you get to know what He's really done and what He's accomplished for us, past tense, accomplished for us, then we're going to be able to reach that mountaintop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're going to have that peak. Can you say man? Your storm will pass. Winter always thaws into springtime. How am is looking forward to these warmer days coming up? Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to it. Amen. And I lived in cold Massachusetts for four years. Was it four years? I was up there. Yeah, four years. Something like that. <laughs> Everybody said, You crazy? I said, I must be. But I knew that God sent me. And God did put me there. And she's proof of it right here. Amen. God had sent me all those thousand miles to go get her and bring her here. And you know what? I got her a citizenship from Texas, one of these citizenship papers from Texas, when we got here. I ordered it from Austin, Texas. <laughs> and she wanted to get that big old sign. I'm from Massachusetts, but I got to Texas as fast as I could. Amen. And how many are proud of Texas? Amen. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Obedience is the key to victory. The Bible says, without faith it's impossible to please God. In Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So faith pleases God. Oh, listen, your faith pleases God. It pleases the Father when we exercise our faith in what Jesus has already done for us. But you know what? Your obedience reveals God. The children of Israel had the Red Sea in front of them. God gave them the solution. And He told Moses to put His rod out. And he did, but it didn't part just like that. All that night, God caused a strong east wind to blow, and he parted the waters. Hallelujah. But you see, what happened was, faith pleased God. Now Moses wasn't even acting in faith when God first spoke to him. He was in the tent because the people were talking about getting rid of him. They said, man, this guy's led us out here. And we got out of Egypt. At least we had something to eat over there. And here we don't have nothing at all. Now they're going to come up and kill us. And, And the Red Sea's in front of us. They're behind us. What are we going to do? How are we going to? And Moses, evidently, he must have kind of got down in his spirit a little bit. He was in his tent. And the Lord said, why are you down and crying? Get up and tell the people. One translation says, "You tell him forward march." <laughs> what would you think of your leader if you was a, the Egyptian army coming up behind you, with all the dust of the horses and all the chariots coming up, and I, they had thousands of men coming with them, and here you are, and 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 the Red Sea in front of you, and you didn't have no weapons to fight them at all, as far as holding them off. And God said, "Just follow that man. He's got the rod." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that rod was really pretty. I, I don't think it was really fancy, Brother Has. I don't think it was, it probably wasn't even bronze. It was just an old crooked stick, probably, just a rod. <laughs> a rod that was in his hand that God anointed. And when God anointed it, guess what? God did what he said he would do. The miraculous took place. Amen? And this is God's looking for some people to just say okay and he they've had to follow the Lord obedience revealed God when they obeyed God revealed himself. Amen. Sometimes when you obey, that's when the revelation of God's going to show up. Yeah. When we obey, God will reveal you may have some old sinner sitting next to not next to you, but living next to you. And, and they're having wild parties and, and all this stuff, you know. And, and anybody ever had neighbors like that, you know? And, and you wish you could just go stuff a sock in their mouth or something, you know? But, but, I, but you know, it, it's just, it's bad. And, and you, you just, but you know what? God is on your side. God's with you. And God may tell you to just go over there and knock on the door. And they may think you're there saying, shut up. And you just say, I just wanted to bring some refreshments to you and your guests over here. You did not have to tell them they're rowdy. They knew they were rowdy. And and, And just let you know, I just want to bless you in the name of the Lord. Somebody said, well, what's going to happen there? Well, your obedience is going to reveal God. Your obedience will bring a revelation of God to those sinners that don't know the Lord at all. Because you're in you're obedience to Him and you obey what God says. Amen? So if faith pleases God, obedience reveals Him. Amen? When you, listen, when we lift our hands and praise God, that's obedience. And so when we lift our hands and praise God in obedience to the Lord, that means God's power can fall. God's power can move. Because we're in surrender to Him. Can you say amen? Praise God. Circumstances that teaches patience makes us wise. How many wants to be wise tonight? Circumstances should never be the regulator of your peace and joy. Circumstances are only temporary. Yeah. Amen. You, you, we need, to, we need to, to take that circumstance and just whatever it is and write it out in big letters. that you're only temporary. You're getting out of here. I, I've done that before. I've written it out, you know, what that circumstance is. And I've got it and just ripped it up, you know, just ripped it up in front of the devil. And I have just burned it, you know. I said, you no longer is in, in control. Circumstances are not going to control me. Amen, circumstances. Uh, they're, they're there to teach us patience. Sometimes we have to have some patience and let God do that with us. But Solomon said it in Proverbs 4, 7, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom with all you're getting, get understanding. But circumstances should never be the regulator of your peace or your joy. Never should it be your regulator. Amen? Speaking the Word, speaking the Word to the circumstance changes things. The Word changes things. Can you say amen? Learn to be thankful and to praise God in the circumstances. Amen. Now, remember that scripture we read earlier? In everything give thanks. In everything gives thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. We need to learn to be thankful and to praise God in the circumstances. Don't thank Him for the problem. Don't thank God for the problem, sickness, or lack. God bless you, Brother Pete. It's good to have you tonight. Amen. Amen. And, you know, that's okay. He, he told me, he said, when I come, I may have to get up and go, you know. <laughs> but that's okay. Amen. You know what? He gave the devil a black eye by coming tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. But we don't thank God for the problems. Amen. Thank God. In, actual, in actuality, God's changing you and your attitude. And, and in turn, your circumstances are going to change for your good. Amen. How many, how many believe God's on your side? If God before you, who can be against you? The devil's a liar. Release the ability and the power of God. God's power is for you. How do you release it? Confess the word. Yeah. Say what the word says. Did you know there's umpteen scriptures for every situation in your life today? And all we got to do is get the Word of God and speak that word. Speak that word. That word is life and confess it, and then praise God for it. Praise God. Praise him out loud. Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord, for touching my body. Thank you, Lord, for supplying my need. Thank you, Lord, for doing all these things. Thank you, Lord, for saving my grandchildren. Thank you, Lord, for saving my kids. And thank Him, and then you put action to it, and act upon the Word. Amen. For Second Corinthians four thirteen, this is the last scripture. It is written. It is written. I believed, and therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, Glory to, God. to God. How many is a believer tonight? Amen. And I know all of you can talk, so we're going to speak the word. Yeah. Speak the word. Speak. Listen, don't let the devil get the last word in. Give the last word to him. Amen. And say, The blood of Jesus is against you, Satan. Because that's where the victory was won. Can you say, lift your hands and just praise Him tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God for the Word of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just praise Him out loud for a minute. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Listen, God's on your side. If God be before you, who can be against you? Amen. I love this song. It's an old, old song, but I want us to sing it before we leave tonight. And that there is believing. Well, it's only believe, only believe. All things are possible. Only believe only believe only believe all things are possible only now we I don't know if we mentioned Sister Francis tonight or not but she wanted to be here tonight and what was uh, in her legs there were in her feet in her feet and uh, I don't even think we mentioned it, but let, just join hands with somebody. Amen. She does a lot for the kingdom of God, and she's busy going and doing things for the Lord and for the kingdom. Father, we just speak the word of healing to Sister Frances. Touch her. Just let your healing power flow right now. God, just let her know that you're with her. God, your word is truth, and it will prevail. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lift your hand and just thank God and say, Lord, I receive. Just receive it. Lord, I receive. All things are possible. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive, all things are possible, Lord, I receive. Well, turn to that person next to you and say, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Praise God.